Hello, my name is Kelly Rose. I've worked with Alexa Dara for the last four years, and to say that I've grilled her on everything light, angel, and energy related is a pure understatement. I've often thought that others could benefit from our discussions, and now they will. Thank you so much for joining me on this project, Alexa. To bring listeners up to speed, you have been channeling angelic energy since the age of three. You hold a master's of theology degree, and you have been a traditional naturopathic doctor for over 20 years. Your approach has been nothing short of life-changing for me personally. Thank you, Kelly. It is a wonderful testimony for me going into this work to watch somebody like you grow from the work, moving through awareness into strength. Thank you. Thank you. I look so forward to these daily conversations. This is Audio Alchemy with Alexa Dara. Good morning, Alexa. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? And I hope today finds you surrounded by beautiful blessings. So good. So good. And always back to you. Um, Thank you. Today we are talking about Divine Mother. And it's the second um, script journey uh, opportunity in the Divine Archetypes. We talked yesterday about Divine Father. Today we step into Divine Mother. And you say something super bold that sort of made me catch my breath. You said, Mother is God. That's a really powerful statement. Can you explain a little bit? Can you expand on this? Absolutely. So when we are actually in utero, the mother, the mother's essence, the mother's conversations, the mother's expressions, the mother's feelings are being introduced to us. That is the first level of what we know. Then we are birthed into the world. And the mother generally is the caretaker, the nurturer, the provider of energy, of protection, of comfort. And as a child is understanding its reality, it knows nothing else but the mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mother is God to a child until a child is around eight years old and then starts to realize that there's a society and a world bigger than the mother's energy. You say at eight, what happens at eight? Because, I mean, they've been to school by then. They've understood, you know, the workings of society. What happens around eight? At eight years old, we start to imprint belief systems that are grounded in our personality. So we're very pliable until we're about eight years old. Mm-hmm. And at eight years old, we start to establish another set of archetypes and our own opinions, our own design, our own belief systems, our own rebellion around eight years old. Mm-hmm. And that mother is God energy. What if you have a mother that falls a little short of what others would consider <laughs> to be a stellar what? mother? Because we, the mother created us in utero, when a mother's energy is falling short, we have a lot of different fragmentations that come up, weakness and boundaries, rep- repressed energy, feeling unworthy, 
we feel like we need to be very codependent in life. There's a lot of fragmentation that happens when the mother's energy is not truly available in the nurture. Mm -hmm. Does some of the conflict um, within a human arise because what they're seeing, you know, happen in their reality um, is in conflict with that, that key tenant, the mother is God. Oh, absolutely. Because they're feeling like they're let down mm-hmm. if the mother isn't a hundred percent present. And the, and the thing for all, every one of us to remember is that there was absolutely no guidebook for parenting. So when we are first parenting our children, many fragmentations happen regardless where the mother or father are at in that time, because they're learning also. Mm-hmm. So we all have this deep work to do. Right. Right. Um, you t- you, the work steps in um, immediately. The first script comes in as self-acceptance. And this script is truly about embracing our individuality. And a lot of teachings sort of tout the cinnamon, of course, but your storytelling scripts, they're channeled, um, obviously. They really help us rewrite those like outdated thoughts of self-acceptance, which they truly are outdated. Can you speak to the healthiest aspects like of self-acceptance and, and enlighten us on what shows up when we reach this level of understanding of self? So again, we embrace ourselves and we start to feel greatest levels of expression. We connect with our incredible self-love pieces and really at the very at the very end of the day really recognizing feeling and understanding and accepting self-love is the work we're meant to be doing here Mm -hmm. so with the acceptance piece as we have said mother is god so whatever mother whatever mother reflected at us is what we've learned about ourselves at a very young young age So we need to be within our own self-acceptance to connect with love and harmonize to have that greater life. Mm -hmm. The, the adult storytelling scripts that we work with in, in the divine archetypes, do they just allow us to suspend um, like our patterns and they allow us through imagination, like a different way to, to be absolutely we're creating we are creating a new story when we do the the divine archetypes we're creating a new story Mm -hmm. so we don't need to go back and be in the trauma pieces of the old story because we're creating a new one Mm -hmm. and those societies of archetypes it's so important to understand that each one has its own personality trait And so when you go in with the divine mother and you have all these wounded children that have been wanting and suffering for the mother's love and she goes in and she starts to heal these children, she's growing them up into healthy, functioning, loving adults. Right. And what happened before doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at Mm -hmm. all because she's gone in there and she's created those pathways for them to grow into that wonderful adult. And it happens very quickly because they're acknowledged and they're honored and they're recognized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Script two takes us into um, 
one of the my favorite to work with was the essence of life and you talk about the essence of life being the beginning expression in the human consciousness um and i took it further like it felt certainly like a beginning but it felt like something i absolutely wanted to stay aware of in in the tiniest pieces of my life was that essence can you speak to a little bit about how effective this script is and how important the essence of life is oh it's wonderful because that script is dedicated towards to the birth of the being Mm -hmm. and so the essence of life is when in utero the being is being created its spirit has engaged its soul is being created the body is being created and is birthed into the reality of its own world Mm -hmm. and therefore it's the beginning point and when we take the essence of life throughout our life, we're taking that, that frequency of love and nurturing and self-care and always the newness of things. It's very important to engage and accept the newness of things. Mm-hmm. And this script helps us find that, you know, it's, it's again celebration because we're celebrating coming into this world. Mm-hmm. You said to me time and time again, um, it's, it's new, not false. And that distinction was huge to just stay in that newness. Yes. Yes. It's, it, we are master creators and this, this particular in interaction with the divine mother allows us to understand that we are always creating because everything is new. Mm-hmm. You refer to this essence of life and when we were working with the second script as the elixir of life. What do you mean specifically by that? It's the ambrosia, the elixir. It is the, the, the essence of whom we are in this experience, in this earthly plane, and, and how we interact with the light the divine mother, the human tissues, the nervous system, the human brain. It's the elixir of whom we are. Mm-hmm. This, this one I said uh, became my favorite. But for me at first, it was, um, this was the one where I was on a walk in the Arroyo in Santa Fe. And I felt like I wanted to punch someone. Uh, it was challenging for me as the experience with my mom and how I mothered my son were radically different. But is this the point? Absolutely. Because we learn from our own experiences. And so we have all of these, we might example. So a child is raised by a parent that maybe doesn't really understand parenting. And then that child grows up and becomes the most incredible parent based on its own life path, but it still hasn't healed those wounds of how its parent was reflected to it. So even though it's an incredible mother or father, it has not healed those original wounds. Mm -hmm. That one was, um, such a ride and I probably stayed with that one a little bit longer than I did the others uh, because you know you and I when I went and said I was struggling with it you just kept saying then you can't move on until you keep going at this one 
And there were days where I had to say, nope, not touching it today. Um, and there were days when it was the first thing I reached for because I was so ready to progress. And I knew that I couldn't go to the next level until I found some peace with that one. So uh, I think that's the, the brilliance of this work with these scripts and they allow us to engage them over and over. And I'm sure you noticed as you're engaging your own voice and your own energy and your own healer, you're, it's also changing. Mm-hmm. It's ever changing for you. Mm-hmm. Eventually you emerge from it. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to take a breath uh, before starting into the third script. Um, but uh, that was not to be <laughs> at all. Uh, the third one you stepped into one of the most, um, it was super vibrant for me and very personal. It, it's called the Park Square. And it took me on a really personal expression. Um, I happened to be doing this. Uh, partic- I started this particular script in Washington Square Park at, in Manhattan, and, which proved to be a really personal and specific special place for me and um this it it took me on such a visual ride here and it was so poignant and um is there a correlation like between how people hear these and their reported breakthroughs like does space and time and place and does it matter to anyone or the breakthroughs um, similar? I think that each of us has our own story and each of us is creating a new story mm-hmm. and that that energy becomes serendipitous to the person that's doing the work and where they are in their lives, what they're smelling, what they're eating, what they're wearing, where they're walking, whom they know, all of it is align perfectly for these stories Mm -hmm. some of these were hard and some of these were super easy um is there any correlation between the breakthroughs of of hard and easy or perceived hard and easy or is it just um i mean it's just as individualistic as as our stories I think exactly. I think that hard and easy means that you have some work to do or you don't because you're not going to go into these channeled scripts. If the work is there that you're meant to be doing, you're not going to breeze through them. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to enjoy them and you're going to feel them, but you're not going to be, if the work is truly there, it's not going to be something that you just breeze through. Mm -hmm. You're going to do it and you're going to do it and engage it and commit to it until it's done so i think it's again the human experience of what we are needing when we're doing this type of work Uh when i started i definitely committed to feel all the feels and that sounds really good or it sounded really good when i was starting the program and then they actually started to happen and there was definitely some what i termed resistance and yet those were the ones that I became super determined to understand. Where do you feel the greatest resistance came up for you? 
Um, it was it was in um, I guess in some pieces that I um, had sort of just decided to never have understanding and just to accept. And I think that I, I really did need to understand them and find peace with them. I didn't need to just sweep them under and let them sit there. So that brings up such a great point. If we truly want to be most authentically joy-filled on this planet, we can't sweep anything under the rug. Mm-hmm. We have to face it. And we don't need to face it in a painful way. We are, we're taught that it has to, to hurt at times. It really doesn't. But we have to be able to feel it to actual, actually allow it to flow out of us and to create a new story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, participation was absolute key. Um, like you said, I didn't want to breeze through and sort of just half here and check the box that I had done them. Um, I committed to the roller coaster ride of the feels. Um, and script four took us into blue skies. And that script was incredibly expansive, as, as you promised. Um, the work you teach about the potential of us all can you discuss a little bit about how um, how the scripts rewrite the story of possibility as far as um, uh, participating in our dreams and and the possibility of uh, what what we can imagine? So our imagination is the creative the creative focus. As big as we can dream, as greater our imagination, as wonderful our story. So when we heal these very, very wounded feminine or masculine aspects within us, we go into the free-flowing energy that allows us to create whatever we choose to create. And big sky, the sky is a limit. There is no limit with the sky. It allows you to see your dreams as big as you need to see them and bigger. It allows you to connect again with that place of self-love and that place of self-love when we're connected into it. It is an endless flow of energy from the universe and God that we can create from. It's like we're being fed what we need to be whom we truly are authentically. And we can dream and we can create and we can understand and we can have exactly on this planet what we deserve to have. That's another point is deservability. Big sky really allows deservability to flow forward. Mm -hmm. This, the blue skies, um, it really, um, I sort of stepped into, okay, I'd like this and this and this. And it was basically, it allowed me to keep asking and what else and what else and what else, not in a greedy way, but in a sort of a way to sort of prime the pump of my imagination. Well, is that really the complete picture? Or would you also like to add some color commentary to that? What would that feel like? And it became such a fun head game, if you will, of painting an entire picture with delicious details that probably would only be delicious, you know, to me. But getting in and and getting into the granular. 
if we can truly imagine it, we can truly create it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all need. From, but we have to do this. We have to have everything organized. I'm not going to say that everything is always going to be perfect within us because we, we're here having this really incredible learning experience on this planet. So, But when we really work with these divine archetypes and we, we work with our communities of archetypes and we help them heal, we, mm-hmm. our imagination is key. It's mm-hmm. key yeah. to having the incredible life we deserve. Yeah, I went from broad stroke dreams to incredibly specific. These channeled scripts are so specific. And it allowed me, it taught me to to uh, start with the broad strokes, but really backfill into the specifics. And um, <laughs> of course, it's how manifestation works. And of course, it shows up, if not in perfect detail, certainly in essence. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and script five took us finalized uh, mother into deep thoughts. And this one seemed to fit perfectly after Blue Skies. And it helped me get into like the introspective, more tactical aspects of how to birth really big ideas. Um, I thought going into this, you know, I, I read the I read the piece originally and I thought, oh, this is going to take me into a period of quiet and complete introspection. And instead... It felt super explosive and urgent. Is this normal? Absolutely, because you entered into that great place of radiance. Mm-hmm. You're radiating whom you truly are at that moment. And that's the free-flowing energy of that radiance. So you become you become electric. And, and that's why these scripts are channeled in the way they are in the five, starting from the first to the last, because it's a process. Mm-hmm. And so you get into that place and you're just like connected. You're connected, you're creating, you're free flowing and you're radiant. Yeah, deep thoughts just that one that one threw me a curveball for sure in the most delightful way. Um, but it was incredible. Um, so this wraps up our discussion for Divine Mother. So good. Thank you so much for your time. And um Tomorrow we will step into Divine Warrior, which was (laughs) also a game changer. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you. Talk to you in the morning, Alexa. Love and light to you. you. Bye-bye. And as always, if you'd like to work with Alexa one-on-one, please visit thelanguageoflovenlight.com or stop by the online store for quantum tools at lightlinkuniverse.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. If there's a topic you'd like us to explore, let us hear from you. Love and light always.